0: Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome everybody.
1: We have <laughs> Pita Conda on with us. Um, you know, just a little faux pause that we have. I started earlier and we were recording hopefully not too long before um, realized I hadn't hit the record button. So <laughs> anyway, just want to thank all of you for joining us on Kingdom Talks. We have Pita Conda on, as I said, she has not been on with us for a few months and was delighted to hear that we could get her on here again. Pita is from Australia and uh, you know, last time we had you on, Peter, uh, you were kind of just uh, coming back out in out of hiding, I guess. And and now the Father's been doing some work in your life. Would love to hear what that is, because I know that there's been some other people that have in, encountered you and engaged with you, and they have just had wonderful things to say about those encounters with you. So anyway, just would like to know how things are going, and um, in Berlin. Now, last time I introduced you when, before, when it wasn't recording, so
0: <laughs> thank you for being on
1: here as well. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings. Oh, we'll get this right. Well. We're, we're moving forward. Here we go. So, Peter, go ahead, share with us what Father's doing.
2: <laughs> it's all good. I haven't minded the slowness because um, I'm very grateful because I was an hour out with mountain time over there and he right. just stepped up out of bed and went, Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So, um, we've now got the dawn and it's all good, and I can see you, so it's right. Um, (laughs) Yes, I remember that it was around about September, October last year that that we last connected, and I was about to go on the road for a month in Australia, which I did do, and uh, that was from another lady with the UK, and I was helping, or we were teaching into a couple of hubs, one out in one of the outback towns, beautiful, beautiful hub um an ecclesia group that very much um i won't mention their names again only because i haven't asked them that and um but they were very much involved in doing some great legislation and governing around the fires which i didn't join them for but a very significant group in our nation more in the regional in the regional area and then um I was heading towards home in December from Sydney after being in a beautiful fellowship up there, and I loved them dearly. And um, I was coming home to have a sabbatical and to start writing (laughs) in December. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And ran into the fires, for what of a better word. I could not get... I I live on the east coast of Australia, um, right down the bottom of New South Wales near Eden. So Eden is my... Hmm sort of home regional shopping centre where I spend a lot of time. And I love that. I live, I just say I live in Eden to people, so it's it's wonderful. Um, That's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so I think there's something very, I've only lived here three years now. but um, It's beautiful. It's on the east coast of Australia. It's near the water. It's got the mountain ranges behind. And
1: hmm, hmm.
2: Beautiful bush and nature and uh, Country lifestyle, is well, a better word.
1: Mm. One of these days, I'd love to get over there and see it. I know um, of all the places I've always wanted to go since I was a kid, Australia was at the top of the list. Yes. Um,
2: yeah, so I too. don't even know
1: why, but it's always been uh, the, the one at the top of the list. So,
2: Yeah, it is uniquely yeah. different. And I know, like I said to you last time, when I was spending a lot of time over in Wales, around about 213 to two nineteen. A few people would watch Coast to Coast Australia and they say, not quite sure why you've come over to Wales when you live over there.
1: <laughs>
2: and I said, Well, there's always a cost involved when you're going after the things of God. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, yeah. Wow.
2: It
3: truly is Well beautiful. I thought it was uh, I yeah. thought it was interesting that you had fires in Eden and we had fires in California in Paradise.
2: Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and I think there's a lot of aspect I, around the fires, many, many bits and pieces that I think a lot of us are still probably looking to pull together. We were doing different things governmentally around that. The nation had also been in drought, so part of the government was that, was to deal with some of the issues around why we were in drought. Um, i found myself personally once i got home here it took me seven hours which, which is not a long time within america or australia to travel sometimes but it took me seven hours to drive about 100 k's one day just to get home initially to to get here because i had to wow. travel inland through dirt roads that i'd never been on and find my way home because i knew i needed to get home and that was the fourth of december 2019 and then here where i live literally three weeks ago on the fourth of march three months to the date they declared all the fires out wow and, um mm. so for me personally hmm. i was sitting in a region that the fires really erupted um, on the 4th of January, the 5th of January. So we had them coming towards us in December and we had areas around us that we started to go and into yeah. people's lives being affected and homes. It was sort of raw, roaring down the East Coast of Australia and coming up from Victoria, which is the lower part of Australia. And one of the, I think mm-hmm. one of the things even without talking into administration of governing was a very interesting thing for me i had various people say to me um do you want to come away from there we've got a home you can come to in regional australia and everything in me as i turned into the father he kept saying no i want you to stay in the region
1: yeah
3: i want
2: you to stay there and um And so there was an obedience to that that led me through my own personal journey of certain things that I encountered, that I certainly believe the fire of God in the spiritual realm was doing things in my own life, but accelerated me into all different aspects of government that I've touched into and actually been involved in for many years, like I remember saying to you last year, I've been blessed to be involved in a Governing of the Nations group since 2000. So, governing is not a new thing from the heavenlies, but different aspects have really, really been brought forth. And, and I think the important thing of that too for people is there was various groups I could be involved in to govern with, different people asking, different groups forming, particularly within Australia. But I elected and sought papa's heart and and governed with the groups the hubs that he said for me to govern with and i think that's really important for people as well and even now with the situation we're in there is so much prayer going on and many groups and that's all all right and beautiful but you've got to know i think where you are to be situated and the connections you are to be connected with for that part of the journey and that can vary so that true. was a huge, yeah. huge issue that I could see all around me all the time, and so it didn't mean that when I wasn't joined to that group over there to do something in the spirit, that I didn't then hear what aspect they got. But they were all dovetailing in together to bring to bring that beautiful picture of what we were called to do. Um, so again, it's not a, about connecting to names or, or wow, I'll be part of that group. Of course, they're doing that. where is it Papa you want me to be connected to Yahweh and what is it what aspect am I carrying or you want to release through me to to bring this aspect to it so Um, you
3: know that's so true because we have we have a lot of FOMO right we Mm. want to be in on it's some somebody somebody's group you know or they're doing a cooler thing you know that I think is cooler but God has this has us in a position and we need to stay in the seat in the bus that he has us in, mm-hmm. you know, until he releases our seatbelt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it's so important yeah. because we can step out of our jurisdiction and and where we don't have authority and then there's, there's bad things can happen, right?
1: And I think some of the things that... That also, not just bad things, but I I think you start to get a hint that you may be operating outside of your lane when the things that you're doing start to feel like you're striving. And when you're striving and and fighting Uh, and struggling, it's a good sign that you're probably out of your lane and you're not working from a place of rest. So you want to look back at where you did have the rest and step back into that place so that you are operating where Father has you. And, and and yeah, the the FOMO FOMO thing is is definitely um, you know I think it's a, it, you know it's fear of missing out. But at the same time, I I wonder how much pride is involved in it. Where you know we got to be part of everything versus being mm-hmm. content. I got to be seen. Right versus yep. just being content with what <laughs> Father's given us. And that's a tough one, though. It really is. It you, it, it kind of messes with our thinking process. <laughs>
2: Oh, look, yes, Gil, and I think right. there was, there's all those various aspects in that for people, and I think that's our own personal journey and the journey of everyone's heart as as Yahweh has, has been leading us in this journey to be people that are governing from the realms of heaven and seeking his heart only. And, I mean, I know even in amongst the corona thing, and I'm not opening that up at the moment, but... Um, <coughs> We cannot pray from fear either because you know we need to be above and just be seeing what is it yahweh that you want us to pray it doesn't mean people can't oh cry out lord protect my family and that i don't mean that but to be not throwing prayers out because the power of what we speak and release creates we we need to be in this place where we're um, whether it's two or three of you, or five or six of you, or whatever the size of it is, or in the spirit knowing that you're connected, and that was happening with me a lot um, during that that period, what is it that you're showing us and which dimension are we in for us just to release now? You can, go, you can even go in with a heart, wow, this fire is coming at us. And I could see fires from different headlands here. Um, I could see us surrounded. um,
3: Yeah, I saw those pictures you sent me, and it was just like, I can believe that you stayed through that.
2: Yes, and and the constant call and people and my own family, my sister and her family, they live in Canberra, the ACT. That's a 300-kilometre drive for me. There was one stage I could have got out and got to them, and I needed to be aware of their heart and feeling and their concerns for me too so I had to walk that journey through with a family when I said I'm actually staying where I'm at, where I am
1: well you know that kind of brings up another thing to where you know right now we are in the midst of the coronavirus and uh, much of the world is kind of locked down and shut down um how are you you know looking at that are you stepping into the heavens to deal with it um what 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 is happening there I mean I I'd love to share what we're doing here but i i want to hear what you're doing there first
2: oh uh, look i think i think we're also in the same situation i'm linking in with my own hub so they're not people that live with me we do that on zoom um, um i'm linking i was on a zoom hub with a couple in new zealand and brisbane and myself and someone in sydney the other day um Again, I'd probably like to go back to the fires a little bit to talk about the aspects of the government, but we have also been led not to directly engage the actual virus. That's probably (laughs) saying it in a sentence, dealing with issues around it, particularly dealing with fear, we've been in the spirit over different countries. And again, I'm cautious what we release and say publicly. Yeah. Um, one of the significant things which tied into also what was done around the fires with this group that i connected with you only three or four days ago was the sound that the father or heaven had us release a new sound into the earth and i think that has an outworking more that we will see later in relation to creation new nations new cities new ways of doing things um, and a particular Angel that we saw that was with us had appeared when I was governing with a with another lady over it And so that was really interesting as well, but it was never Going after the particular virus it was going after some aspects and releasing a new sound and new things into the earth Yeah, certainly dealing dealing with the fear. I mean, I'm sitting over my region in the spirit all the time at the moment around the fear Just releasing shalom Because I'm sitting in a community that three months have been in the fire only just getting our heads up and all of a sudden the talk of going into shutdown and isolation. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what is is in this community here at the moment? Yeah. They have surrounded. I was evacuated three times voluntarily with the possibility of at least once more, which I said no to, I stayed. Um, because I felt to stay. And so we've got a community that are in recovery, a lot of pain, businesses just starting to um, get some people in from tourists and now they're saying shut down now and we're faced with this. And I, I live in not a retirement village, but I live in a lifestyle village and so most of the people, well, all of the people have to be over 50. So you've got elderly elderly people here so the fear level i can feel yeah. around um, so for me it's a personal similar scenario to be here but to be sitting and just releasing over that fear releasing something but life and shalom and something very very different into the community that's and good each, each person i touch or don't touch don't touch or see out there i'm yeah. um, talking from a distance. <laughs> Can't tell. Oh, really to- when I get to meet you one day, I'm a total huggy, touchy person. So <laughs> everything in me oh, has good. <laughs> At least I can touch the animals, the plants, and the bees. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. you know, just to share what we're doing here is, yeah. is kind of similar because, uh, you know, the first question we ask is Father, what are you doing? And what's what's going on, you know in terms of uh, what are you doing, and I think that's going to be different in each and every area of the world
2: that's it that,
1: that's it that he's using this to you know for whatever purposes you know not, he didn't cause it, but he's using it, and it's it the question is what 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 are you doing you know and, and each group each each ecclesia needs to be asking, you know what are you doing? So that we can, you know, enter into that and cooperate with you and not be praying against you. Because oftentimes, in, you know, in the old paradigm, we just jump out and start praying and, you know, trying to curse the virus and everything else versus, no, oh, Father, what are you doing? Because he may be using it in a very specific way that is going to have a great outcome. You know, mm-hmm. yes, we have the challenges, but, you know, he turns it all into good. So yes. that's what we that's need right. to be looking for, I think.
2: Absolutely Gill, and I think so, going back, oh sorry Berlin, yeah, yeah. No finish
3: your thought and then I have a question for you, but go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah.
2: I, I, I think too um, in, in the way or the administration of how I've been led over the years to govern and there's an enlargement in that um, for me.
3: That's what I was going to ask you about. <laughs>
2: I, I think I think my <laughs> statement I think my statement to most people would be now you cannot be in the fires for free months with a meaning physically, emotionally and spiritually and not be changed you yeah. cannot come through and and a, a dear friend from this hub that I mentioned in Mordura said that to me she saw very early in the piece she said, while I see you in the fire, like Daniel. And she said, you're going to stay in that. And I said, yes, I know that. And <laughs> but she was seeing something in the spirit, um, but also was in the natural everything. And so, as I said, there's own personal things. I mean, when I was evacuated to, um, and this is very personal for me, but I'm happy to share it because I think I feel the Lord's saying to do that, that... First place I went to was a dear friend that I kayaked with on a Saturday, and she said, Peter, come here. So it's closer to the sea, it's a brick home. Her husband was away, so my company was good as well for her. And the fires roaring up the coast towards Eden this is the big one that was coming across the border from Victoria. That was the photo I think I sent you, where it was red the next day. All you could see was red. Yes, that was. Just terrifying. Yeah, it was unbelievable. it's um mm-hmm. she said what will I we wonder if, if we I can follow that, that picture up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've kept that picture because I'm going to use that for some writings, but um she said, What will we do? And yeah, I let said, me see if, if we go down that. on the beach and we'll get in the water, <laughs> you know. And she was she was frightened, you know, she was really uh She's, she's not as we would call a Christian, but you know, there's so many people I'm fellowshiping with these days that know the divine, know about God, they may not be defined. And they're the people I'm in fellowship with these days in this region. And it's easy to talk to them about my love of nature and the spiritual world and angels, and they receive it all, you know? <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing. But I said, oh, well, we'll get in the water if it comes here. And then she said, oh, my gosh, a shark will eat us. And I said, shark won't eat us, we'll be okay. But that's how close it was. And that was the night of the Eden, what we call the Eden Fire. It was a massive fire that had really burnt through a lot of Victoria and was crossing our border rapidly that night. Mm. Um, Mm. Someone in my own hub my own little group and these two beautiful ladies um uh, we made a sum actually that was really interesting Two of the i've got a little hub of five of us that meet on zoom every every fortnight and we literally just turn in to see where yahweh leads us where we end up and it's it's got a mandate of governing of the nation so we can find ourselves anywhere or it could be showing us something we just Go with that and allow him to minister to us at times as well and two two of those girls were unavailable one was overseas one was in england and, and two of the others were totally available for me all the time so i set up a, a whatsapp video and we i would just click into them and it was like 24 7 and we would just be moving of what i felt or they felt we needed to do at the time and that particular day um before the fire came up the coast, I'd, um, one of them rang me and she said, Peter, I know you know this, but the line is going to roar and I just need to tell you that it's got something to do with what you are about to do. And I went, okay. I didn't know the fire was coming the day before. It was just (laughs) escalating. And that night I'm over in evacuation in this lady's place. Um, We were aware of the fire, we were aware of the wind, we were aware of no forecast of rain, all sorts of things. I jolted awake naturally at 3 a.m. in the morning. I stepped into Yahweh, I stepped into the roar and I roared in the spirit (laughs) for what seemed like five minutes and what flowed through from my mouth was, you will not destroy Eden and I was confronting the fire. I could see it. When I woke up the next day, that was the day it was red. The fire had stopped right at Eden. Hmm. The winds Hmm. had abated um, four to five hours before they were due to abate and rain had come in just to touch the borders. Now, I know it wasn't just me, there are other people, but the significance of that when I got jolted awake but I immediately turned into something that my other ecclesia member had said to me she knew it was something she had to and I stepped into it. I was in Yahweh, I was in the face of the lion looking out and wow. roaring, which I've done before. That was one administration. Now they were in the spirit with me as others would have been doing different things, but it was like that fire stopped at that, that boundary stone. It just stopped.
1: So can I ask a couple of questions? Uh, I'm, I want to ask this for for clarification for those who are listening who may not know some of the terms and things that you've said. Uh, one of them is you turned into Yahweh and or you went into Yahweh. What does that mean? What is it like? And how do you do it for those who are listening?
2: Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I I think everything for me comes out of which I I know. Raylene and Gil and Adina, it's it's for you. I I function out of the place knowing that I'm in him and he's in me. So the language for me is and we often use it in my in our hub, is that when I I turn in and I turn out in my life for want of a better word, I I walk throughout the day knowing that I'm in him and he is in me, and that's the reality and heaven is my home and the dimensions around me that I can turn into. And so I would use the language that I just turn into the reality that I'm in him. Um, And from that place, I often move into different dimensions or move into the face of God, lion, ox, eagle, man. And this, this time when I turned into the reality that I'm in him and there's Greater dimensions available in the heavenly realm. I shifted into that place immediately. That it was like I was looking out from the eyes of Yahweh as the lion, and it was me in him and him in me roaring at the fire.
1: Yeah, and love that. that you know, and this is
2: <laughs> John
1: 17 being, uh, you know, um, lived out. Is yeah. we are one. Yeah. And that yeah, in him. I love that. Uh, Berlin, you had a question.
2: Yes, yeah, sorry, I did find
3: that picture, the the where the 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 sky was red. Can yeah. I share that?
1: Yeah, go ahead can and I try. It? I, I want to see right? how it comes out here.
3: Yeah, that's what we are to. Okay. Um, it says host disabled
2: participants screen oh, sharing.
1: Oh, give me a second. I can fix that.
2: All right. I don't know if I can find it on my phone as well. Um,
1: okay, try it now
3: try it okay hold on yeah there we go at that can you see it that's it
2: yeah that's it that's, yeah that's,
3: that is what the sky looks like
2: that's what we awoke to um, that particular morning after the event and that stayed with us all day or night and then sort of lifted so we literally, also lived in black smoke and smoke for about two months during the journey as well and i think that was very interesting from a health and a physical point of view for many people in the area um because even for myself you were breathing that smoke in so most of the time and i didn't get a perfect far from a talk about a learning curve is that i focused very much on um, again, breathing the breath of God, like breathing him in, breathing him out and living yeah. in that. And I'm very aware of his breath in me, but physically breathing him in and breathing him out. And I was still able to go for a walk outside in the smoke and manage that because just to keep one's sanity, one's health, um, get out in the community, everything yeah. around, yeah. it was something that I needed to do as well many people had to stay inside there was one of the days that i evacuated from here it was black out there it was the fire was only eight kilometers away and it was as black as the rest of the screen we're looking at and and functioning in that driving in that getting to a safe spot in all of those sorts of scenarios so for me um there was aspects of governing around the breath of god there was aspects of um Speaking to the winds, speaking to the rain, so, you know, aspects you know turning winds around, slowing them down we, we at one stage when we were severely threatened, post that big fire with one because we got surrounded so we, there was five fires, um, and it was just like one little area that finally didn 't get hit, and that was the area the Lord had said I could set a boundary around right at the very beginning.
3: Hmm which wow. I did,
2: wow. and um, it did not come within that, and it was only almost a 15 kilometer radius right around this area. But um, the winds that were expected, particularly in the month of January, that would bring them into this area, there was times of engaging, particularly with these two, two ladies and other people around, that it was like saying no to the winds and, and decreasing the velocity of them and the direction of them, which were, as as I sought mm. Yahweh's heart on it, and it probably also saved the region. I went for a walk one day mm. around the lake, and a lady, I'd stopped to listen to some frogs because I was engaged in creation, and this other lady came up to me and she said, oh, I can see you'll be a lady that um, um, loves nature. And I said, yes, I am. I've just been listening to the frogs. And she got chatting to me and she said... Oh, gosh, she said, I don't understand how we didn't burn here, that we should have burned, the fire should have taken us out. And I I felt in the spirit I can say, oh, there's been many people praying for this area, for our nation. I've been involved in that and different things. And we got talking and she said, wow, this has been a sacred moment for me. Thank you. And um, mm. she talked a little bit, but it was just that ability <coughs> to share with her that we hadn't been alone. The whole of the globe, including you guys, was turned towards Australia at that time. Yeah. I've got a beautiful friend in Wales that set up a group on Facebook Messenger that ended up having about 20 people on it, the Irish, the Welsh, the English, and I would talk to them each morning, just let them know. And they're all praying the way or governing the way that they were asked to do, and there was small groups within that larger group, but I couldn't keep up with the communication as well. I was just trying to let people right. know that where I was all right and what was happening. So she formed this bigger group, which is beautiful. Wow. Um,
1: wow. Well, Peter, um, <clears throat> I have a question for you to think about. We're going to take this little break, 30 second break right. here in just a second. Um, and while we're on that break, just think about whether you would be willing to share a little bit on, um, what took you into the hiding and what brought you out? And what I'm looking for is what are some things that if if you want to share or talk about it at all, what are some things that would help our, our listeners? You know, because I'm assuming it was a growth process for you. We're all growing. We're all maturing. So um, anyway, just something to think about while we take this break. And then when we come back, uh, you can let us know. All right. So we'll be
0: right back. Hey there. Thank you for joining. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show.
1: All right. And we are back with Peter Conda from Australia and Berlin newbie from California. I can say that now. I'm not in California anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love
2: it. Mountain country. Oh, sounds good.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I absolutely love it here. Love it here in Colorado. So I had posed a question to you. And again, you don't have to share on it if you don't want to. But uh, just um, what, what are your thoughts on the, the question I put out there just before we went to the break?
2: Just remind me. <laughs> well,
1: just uh, whether you would want to share on um, the uh, the aspects of you know you you you'd gone into hiding and then several months ago you came out of hiding, and um, I was just wondering what took you into the hiding and and what brought you out. What were the things that the father was showing you, teaching you? And the only reason I'm asking is just if there's anything in there that would help our listeners um, in their their growth process.
2: Look, I I think you um, and uh, early in with that I think you know I think I tried to go into hiding a bit but didn't try to get there through different aspects but I think one of the things that I had um, I remember saying to you last time that my my years often around certain mandates if I use that word or assignments for other people that don't, don't understand the word mandate seem to be a five to seven year period and I'm have been very aware of that over the 35 years that I've been in ministry, things would shift. And I'd I'd come back and settled in Australia a, a couple of years ago. I had a hip replacement done as well, so that automatically just quietened what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But if, if I use this, the fire scenario as well here, that last year that I knew that I'd come to the completion of something that the Lord had set me... To do and, uh, and that involved also going to and from the uk into wales in particular where i had the privilege of sharing into little groups in ireland and bath and bristol and london and you know um and those people i'm still in relationship with but i knew that that there was a difference on that and i knew in my heart um i had come back into australia and part of that mandate was to encourage, stand alongside, teach into, disciple, mentor, whatever language you want to use, the hubs, the ecclesias that were arising in certain certain parts of Australia, not just <coughs> some other people. Um, and I knew at by the end of last year that I had completed that. It didn't mean I wouldn't be in relationship with them, but there was something different coming for me. And I needed to sit with the Father and seek his heart on what that looked like, what it meant for me in travelling, what it meant for me in writing any material, um, my website, all the other things. So I was just looking to take that quiet time that we may have called a sabbatical before to say, okay, that feels like it's completed. Where am I travelling with you now? What is the next bit? Um, And a lot of that is around the restoration of creation for me. Because of my love for nature. So that's that dovetailing me. The fires are throwing me and leading me into that even more now. Yeah.
1: That's that's so good. You know, um, we just finished the Restoration of All Things conference here, mm-hmm. which yes. that was a, a challenge in and of itself because we started on a Wednesday where they had dropped the numbers to 50. That was the highest we could have. And we had like 80. So we had divided them into two groups into another room. And then midnight on Wednesday, uh, they came out with the, you know, basically the governor said no more than 10 people. We're like, all right, Father, what are you doing? (laughs) Anyway, it was just a chance to level up. And that was actually part of uh, Adina and I's teaching during the restoration of all all things was, you know, that every challenge is not necessarily the enemy, you know, trying to drag you down, but it's an opportunity for us to level up. You know, it's a challenge for us to level up. And so you know, obviously we were taking a dose of our own medicine in the sense of, uh, you know, father, what are you doing? And how do we get to level up? And it was actually a beautiful, beautiful thing. So um, I would like it if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit on your concepts and ideas of the restoration of nature, because that's where you're connected and would love to hear a little yes. on that.
2: And, and again, I think um, the fires into that, they, they definitely all run in. And what I learned through that and um, could I say even a deepening connection? I, I, I don't even know that. I've had an incredible love of nature, the animal world, and, of course, humanity as well. I, but I also understand deeply um, that land and creation, that we're all one, and humanity in itself, um, will benefit and grow and look different as they understand their oneness with all of that. And I think one of the things, and I won't open up too much. I know time is a factor as well. That the governing around the fires had a lot. We did a lot and engaged a lot of the Indigenous, a certain group of us, a yeah. yeah. deep, deep love of our First Nation people and for yourselves, I know America, the USA would have also been faced with that over the years, you know, you Native Americans, um, you know, that, that has opened up over the last few years that when I've been involved in um, nation prayer or governing Indigenous, we, we have met Indigenous people in the spirit over the last couple of months in terms of um, and so that all dovetails into creation and land here in Australia because their wisdom and their land management and their pain, one of the engagements that we had in the spirit around the fires was engaging some Indigenous elders in the spirit that often seemed to turn up and identifying the pain that they were feeling as they saw the land burn because they carry...
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: They carry within yeah. them the understanding of the land here in our nation as your native people would there do. And yes, we're starting to open up discussions around that. So that's a good thing that's flowing out of the fires. When will we deepen the relationship with our indigenous here? They know know the crops that grow well here. They live for years and years and years. They, they farm, they weren't a tribal people roaming. All the people think of Australian Aboriginals of people that just picked up and roamed the land. No, they farm, they farm crops, the, the nature of the land. Um, they have incredible wisdom um, for creation and what it can look like in nature here. Um, it doesn't mean we go back totally to all their ways, but there's something in the combination of our First Nation people joining with people that now live here including myself to go forward that's going to bring beauty from the ashes in our land as well as what we do in the spirit and so i think for me when we look at the four faces of god and and we as people landing the blueprints upon the earth who are the people that, that are going to land the blueprints you know there's doing the spirit work but then we need to land stuff and yeah. to engage people that are going to help land that with us.
1: So uh, again, I'm not putting you on the spot. If you care to no. share, you can, if not. But um, for, again, those people, and I'm trying to backtrack a little bit because I know that I've I've just kind of jumped into things with people and, and I you know can forget the audience and not realize that they may not understand some of the terms, but landing a scroll exactly. and yeah. um, uh, you know some of the terms that you were using, if you could maybe explain that, the blueprint
2: um yeah i i think if if, um if we go back to um even the alpha what it is in heaven that we're landing i mean there is a blueprint architectures understand that what does that look like what is that building going to look like here's your blueprint and so part of being an ecclesia part of us seeing hearing feeling understanding what we're seeing in the heavenly realms, what he's saying to us, showing us what's coming into our senses, often is a blueprint of the heavenly realm that he wants that to be landed upon the earth. So architects call that a blueprint, but we might call that a design. We might call that something that heaven has stored up there in a dimension that it's now time that it takes a form upon the earth. Is that a... That's
1: that's good. I like that.
2: Yeah. And so... Yes,
3: I Sorry, it's very important that we can't we we don't want to just go into the heavenlies and have a good time. We're there to administrate. We need to bring what we see down to the earth and see it manifested. So when we see that blueprint, we're to release that sound and that frequency and declaration
2: so that it can look like something in the 3D world. That's right. And then. It may not be us that are the people that put that blueprint, but it will get picked up in the spirit and it doesn't necessarily have to be the Christians, far from it. Right, right. And you see that through movies and different things, but all of a sudden, because I believe we're moving through into a period of great new innovations, cities looking differently, nations looking different because of what we're going through now. And so different things are going to get land, (laughs) that is heaven's heart for the glow and different people that are equipped, um, gifted, whatever you want to say, will land those things and put that in because they will, that will come into their spirit. Oh, we'll do this and we'll move that way. Mm. And I
1: love what you said because, uh, you know, God is not a respecter of persons and that, uh, you know, he will land it with whoever is capable or ready to receive it. Yeah. It won't necessarily be, you know, Christians, but it will be, God's work being done in the earth, whether it's a Christian or not. Yeah,
2: I like that. And and for us as a body, because I see Christ in all, all, all of creation in all all men. Um, Right. Some just don't know that. (laughs) Right, yeah. I I walk very differently to what I did 30 years ago myself.
1: Same here.
2: (laughs) And to love all of humanity, to love everyone. And um, I think one of the things that is happening now is um, yes people people happen to go into isolation but there's a call on the globe to work together so something's going to come out people are going to come out different people are going to come out there's a cry in creation for oneness now there is a separation from that that i think will push people to understand some of the things that are a lot more important in life like relationships and oneness Where is the divine in this? Where is God in this? Whatever their language is, that's going to see something very different start to land upon the earth. And this is where I love some of Chris Carter's teachings. I totally get what he's talking about. We have shifted into a whole different cosmic era, era, kingdom era. I mean, you can't sit under something different like that and not have something different starting to manifest upon the earth in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: I love that. And, you know, the thing is, too, that in this movement that we're in with, uh, I, you know, I still refer to it, I think, as those who walk in the heavens because there's a lot of different varieties. But that, that uh, you know, as we do this, one of the most important things, and I've said this many times, is that we learn how to love ourselves well as the Father loves us. Because, the you know, if we don't have that love for ourselves, then what tends to happen is we— Out of insecurity we'll draw lines we'll we'll make doctrines we'll we'll say don't go listen to that teacher that teacher out of our insecurity um versus knowing that you know father is loving every one of us and that if i know that i'm loved i don't have to you know feel like the whole world's got to follow me and not somebody else but Mm -hmm. that if, if we move forward without loving ourselves we will end up dividing things versus unifying things and i think that's so important that we learn how to love ourselves well and that takes time spend oh, with the father
2: <laughs> it does take and i mean you know if we look back over the last 20 years and i can see that the different things and i think we talked about this last time the return to our first love understanding that god was releasing i mean very different through his body upon you if we you can look at him and all of a sudden the ecclesias particularly here in australia is all i can speak for totally activated into dealing and functioning um, because of the fire scenario we're looking at a different group of people different different body of people administrating but in all of that because this is the cry of my heart because this was my engagement as well on iona with columba was to honor the whole of the body of christ um, and not to separate anything out on any doctrines love that. I if you Gill or Berlin or not um, you know they've got their journey some will stop on the journey and Chris Blackaby talked about that I love that Chris and I are good friends um, you know it's just um, and to honour that we cannot judge another person it's their walk, walk with Yahweh and we have tried to fix people. I've done that as a pastor, as a counselor, fix people from the outside in but it's the inside out as we can encourage people. And even this time of isolation, I, I go, this is really interesting. People cannot come together to gather to get more information sometimes. To go away and just sit and be with the Father and have and, and feel his love and let him heal from the inside out because then you walk differently to experience yeah. his yeah. love. There is so much that can be going on now because people can't get together.
1: I love that. And yeah. and I love what you said about, you know, respecting the journey. Uh, Dean and I were just looking at you know, just reviewing our the the three plumb lines that we felt Father gave us and you know, the second plumb line, love, honor and respect. And yeah. You know, it's one thing to listen to someone's story, and this is what I still tend to see, and I probably do it myself if I'm not careful, but but that is someone shares an experience or a journey, and it doesn't line up with my experience or journey. So, you know, I, you know, if I'm not careful, there's a tendency to turn around and want to share my experience or journey as if yours is incorrect. Let me tell you how it really is. But rather that I would be able to say, you know, I, oh, I love that. I, that is so good. You know, I honor that journey. I honor that, you know, and, and I in which, just to make sure people understand that that is their journey and that's precious to them between them and Father and that we not turn around and try to impose our, our experience onto them. But at the same time, hopefully that you're in an environment where you both get to share and Absolutely. both yeah. be heard but not be expected to come in align, into alignment with the other one, just because, you know, one thinks they're right and the other is not. So
2: Yeah, that's right. And I, I think for myself, um, one of the things that's helped me is always have a yes in your spirit rather than a no. So as like soon as that. you see, yeah. if I go, yes, okay. That's your journey rather than walk. Because as soon as you say no, all the barriers come up.
1: Yes. I I love your heart. I love it. it. (laughs) Let's
2: have a yes. And then we'll go, okay, let me think about that because maybe, maybe it's me that needs to relook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, honor has to be active. It has to look like something. I mean, that word, Mm. we've all thrown that word around, but honor is always active. And, you know, for me to have a major encounter, and I'll never forget the date <laughs> and the thing with, with Columbo, and he he had a love of creation as well, so it didn't surprise me that that was who I engaged on, Iona. But he, it was honour. And so I have outworked that, looked at that, what does that mean? And very much every part of the body, no matter what part of the journey, no matter what doctrine that belief, we need to honour. And I think one of the things that, that came through in one of the encounters with the eagles, that mm. as I watched these <coughs> massive eagles teaching their children, the two little ones, this is one I haven't posted yet, it was a phenomenal, two big eagles with their two babies when I'm kayaking out there on the lake, landed on the oyster beds and they, they left them to feed. And I got within 25 metres of these two massive babies. And all these squawking other birds around, as they do when eagles come into the picture. And I watched and I said, Father, you're showing me something here. What is it? And he said, those eagles never retaliate, never react. They always just go higher. And I know that. And I went, there's a real lesson here for all of us. Even if people criticise us, call us a heretic or anything else, they don't react, they just go higher. And I thought so wow.
1: good. <clears throat> that is really that, that's good.
2: It's a lesson on the journey that we can walk alongside one another by just going higher, allow Yahweh to speak to our hearts, but not to react to circumstances. Yeah. Anything else that's happening, any criticism, any dishonor towards us, but we will go higher.
1: And I love what you said that honor is active and that you know we have to looking for the right word but i want to say we have to press it out you know yes. because otherwise it sits in us and i think when it sits in us it doesn't you know it's like anything else it can stagnate and not go anywhere but when we press it out and and offer it out to others i think that's a it's a beautiful thing just that we offer the honor that is in us out to others and that we do it on a consistent basis and also to ask the father when someone does share something and it doesn't line up with your experience just we're just you know that we keep it to ourselves, to process it with the Father, <clears throat> and not say, well, you're wrong, <laughs> but just to uh, find out what Father thinks about it.
2: Yes, and and we all do life through different filters, uh, don't we, and and the misunderstandings that can come that aren't even meant to be there.
3: Right, in, yeah. In,
2: in how we relate to someone, they're receiving it a certain way, aren't they? It may yeah. not be what we have put out. A exactly. Way to, sit with one another and clarify that and be willing to say, wow, I don't didn't realise that may have hurt you. I'm sorry for that. And this is what i you know, all of that to be, this is how we honour one another, isn't it? Just yeah. World, yeah. In everyday life. <clears> That's <throat> <clears throat> good. Because I'm not going to get it right. You know, um, the journey of being in the fires for three months and the government of it, my physical body reacting to it, Wow, it, I, it tired me. I was physically tired from that as well. And so I know even post the journey, just giving myself my own permission and space around people just to, to come back and go, it's all right to recover. It's all right to physically yeah. recover too through a lot of this. Yeah. As, as I look to be kind to myself so that I can be kind to others out there as well, the same as loving. Being kind, kindness is such an important thing. Mm. Love that. So I don't know if we're answering mm. your question or not, Phil. We're just talking.
1: Well, and, <laughs> I couldn't
2: think... <clears> have, <throat> have said a few months ago. Fire side so chat might have got up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love and honor I you and honor your heart. Go ahead, Berlin.
3: I, I would just like to, in a nutshell, because you're on the forefront and you're a forerunner understanding what god is doing in this shift in this next stage in a nutshell would you be able to sum up what governing from the heavens looked like i don't know like you said six months ago when you were just coming out versus now because you said that he's doing something really new and different
2: um for me personally um i i think it's i Personally, don't do a lot of legislation in the courts. I do a lot from my oneness in here. That's good. Um, okay. That's my journey, but that doesn't mean many others don't gather to do that because right. it's all legal, you know, for whatever better word. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> a couple of the administrations or, or governing. Um, let me just dovetail. Have we got time? I'll go back one sentence, which I think I mentioned last time. Sure. When I was driving through the mountains a few months ago prior to fires, the Lord had said to me, will you give up ministry and just follow me? And I went, oh, well, I thought I had. Okay. You know, not <laughs> and ministry's not wrong. Hear me right on that. But he was saying, will you just follow me? And I went, yes. And then half an hour on his journey as I'm driving, he said, now I will show you more aspects of governing um, And so he was asking me a question was i willing to let go of something so he would take me deeper into Mm -hmm. the things that he was wanting to show me and i think that's been my journey a lot of what we administrated during the fires i had been involved in to a level before but it has been expanded it's been deepened i've seen the outworking of it and so it's been uh consolidation for myself there's been an increase in authority in certain areas because of electing to go through the fire and stay here i mean i know lindy lindy strong from you had her with you yes i met lindy mm-hmm. yes. in bath many years she's ago. she's my partner
3: on the cruise
2: ah mm-hmm. yeah. okay well i had the privilege yeah. of me
3: she her. and i are, are yeah we have an event this weekend actually together but continue
2: No, I was just going to say one thing. I know Lindy carries strongly and it's been my heart is that there are still different levels of authority and there is a cost involved to operate in different levels, different dimensions. Um, And I think part of, for me, there was a cost in staying here. Like I said, there was an obedience. But I felt I moved through to a Believe it or not, a deeper place of rest, going through something like I've been through. Yeah. That confronted some of my own fears that I went away and dealt with Yahweh with. And I felt an enlarged authority in different elements of that in the decrees, when we were led to decree, but also in knowing what I was allowed and given permission to do around different forms of the administration whether it was a decree out of heaven, whether it was being in Yahweh roaring at a fire, whether I was saying to the winds, um, we bless you winds, we, you know, there was always the loving of winds and the recognition of who nature is as the elements upon the earth. But when they were to come no further, been speaking to them, governing over certain aspects of the ocean. And we have significant weather drivers around this nation, the Indian Ocean, the Southern Ocean, the Pacific Ocean. There was a group that was very much dealing with the Indian Ocean. I was called to deal with some issues um, in the Pacific Ocean that the Irish people got in their spirit and joined with me, believe it or not. Wow. And, and the Southern Ocean. And so, again, it was knowing where you were allowed to sit in authority and what you were allowed to do that mm-hmm. has enlarged in me. But it's gone by putting my feet on the ground, one of a better word, my feet in the heavenlies, and learning, and going, did wow. we get that right, you know?
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, we only have a couple minutes left. Anything wow. um, that you'd like to say before we uh, finish up here? Um,
2: no, I, I, I think for me too now, Gil, it's taking a lot of that. I. I did step immediately in going out onto the land back to the rest of creation Um, and I'm looking to do more of that Um, once we move away from being isolation I will go into the land and I will connect with people in the spirit to do things over the land but there's different aspects of that that I think we all need to be open to I know that when I've walked onto the land already there's times that I've just put my hand out towards a tree or a plant and a have felt light coming forth from my being. Mm-hmm. There's times that I have felt just to dance on the land. There's times I've felt just to speak to the trees. There's times I've sat in the spirit of the land. There are all forms of administration that he will show us as we listen to his heart and see what he's doing.
1: So good. Uh,
2: and I think that's for all of us to be saying, what, where is he teaching us now? What is he wanting us to show? It's not just one way it's multifaceted just as Yahweh is himself. There is yeah. sound sounds to be released as we, I gather with those people that have been musicians and they pick up on the sounds and I've got my own little song bowl that's coming to me, but um, they're speaking to the land, there's releasing the sounds, the frequencies, the laws, the decrees, they're all different aspects and that's knowing the when and the how as we listen and we think Papa's hot.
1: Love that. Home. So, so good. Well, Berlin, any final words before we head out?
3: Well, no, other than I just want to, you know, invite everyone over to Spirit Center Business on Wednesday nights. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, Wednesday nights at uh, five o'clock Pacific time, right? Yeah, and just keep in Absolutely. mind that. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, several new shows coming on in the next few months. So I just wanna encourage everybody to uh, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com. There is uh, the Kingdom Talks community. We've actually got these easy buttons that help direct you to the areas that we feel are important that you would like to find. But KT Communities is a big one. It's growing and as more and more people get on there, uh, it's gonna allow you to click on the, the who's near me button and find out if there's anybody in your area that is walking in this stuff. So that's growing. People are getting connected. We love it. That's part of what we're about is the community. So, again, go to KingdomTalksMedia.com. Also, this all takes um, funds. So if you're willing to partner with us, we would certainly appreciate it. We we need to hire some admin. We need to hire some uh, uh, tech people. We've said this many times. We're getting so much closer. We're so close. Um, we just need a little bit more to get over the hump and we'll be, we'll be there. So anyway, we love you and appreciate each and every one of you. So, um, until next time, we'll see you all later.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least... We ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.